0: Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, brought to you by Cure Media, the leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about influencer marketing and social media in right around 15 minutes. I'm Sana Oudmark, head of marketing at Cure Media, and in this week's episode, we are so proud to present Elisabeth Priegi, CEO at one of Sweden's true heritage brands, within the clothes and apparel segment, Kappal, founded in 1953 and today one of Scandinavia's leading fashion retailers. Elisabeth will share her thoughts on how the retail landscape currently is changing and how retailers, like themselves, need to adapt to these new consumer behaviors. We will also get some really interesting insights into the company's ongoing transformation and expansion journey how to move from the more traditional retail scene to stay competitive and at the forefront, also in the online space. Hi, Elisabeth, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Nice being here. Great to have you here. And before we jump into all my questions... Could you just start by telling us a bit about yourself and about Kappal?
1: Yes, uh, my name is Elizabeth Peregi, and I think I have the greatest job in the world, being the CEO of Kappal, uh, a company uh, who has um, five different brands, uh, clothing and fashion for, for kids, women and, and men. And you are operating in many different markets as well. Exactly. So we have uh, stores, both online and and physical stores in in Sweden, of course, Norway, uh, Finland, uh, Poland and UK. And we also deliver to Denmark. We are proud of that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am a quarter Danish, so that's, that's good. My first question. During the pandemic, most retail companies saw a significant decline in sales. But actually, Kappal was one of the few that managed to maintain roughly the same profitability, even with decreased sales, Mm. which is amazing. And now when we are are recording this in the end of August, and we are finally and hopefully starting to see the light at the end of this long funnel, Mm. uh, what would you say was your recipe for handling the pandemic with such good bottom-line results?
1: Yes, I mean, it, it was a tricky, tricky situation when, when the, sell, the sales, the interest for, for buying uh, clothes uh, went down so rapidly. Um, what, what we realized that is that we have a fantastic brand, meaning it is strong. People know Kapal. Yeah. We have a local presence um, ways back, and we have a, a strong and long relationship with, with many customers, both when it comes to, to the stores, but also through our, our Kapal club. And um, we were able to, to sort of pull all brakes and redirect. So we redirected the assortment, you know, going from party and office to outdoor yeah. and lounge, uh, those yeah. kind of things. Uh, we had to cut uh, a lot of on the cost side, marketing, communication, ne- re- negotiations on, on the rent levels and also staffing in store so it was in a very short time we were able to to adjust and, and that i think is 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 um, so important to be able to do that and with a strong culture and with great internal communication we could sort of pull everybody together and 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 inform communicate decide and act in a fast way so so i think that was very important for us to be able to, even though sales dropped, we could sort of keep the result and, and also increase it a little bit during 2020.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's of course a big challenge when mm-hmm. you are a big company with many people compared mm-hmm. to if you are a smaller brand that is, you know, less people, it's easier to make fast changes. But
1: Exactly. So we are, I mean, j- just for everybody to know, we, we have 360 stores, we are in. in we are have. I an mean, operate in, in ten countries, including the, the production side, mm. and roughly four thousand people working at Capo. So, so it, it's it's quite some it's some quite amount of sort of communication and <laughs> yeah.
0: context. Quite a ship to steer. Mm. That's that's for sure. Yeah, as a result of the pandemic, the new retail landscape is a fact, and the digital shift from the physical store to e-commerce has truly accelerated. Um so in Kappal's case, what would you say are the major changes you see in the retail landscape right now? And how do you at Kappal adjust to these changes?
1: Mm, a very, very interesting question. I think these changes have been around for, for some time now. Uh, and it's about what consumers buy, um, both when it comes to how often uh, we buy fashion and and clothing to ourselves and our our children, Um, and and the share of of the customer's wallet, so to say. How much money do we as uh, consumers spend on on, on various things? So that shift has been around for for some time. And also how we shop. When do we like to shop? When do we take the decisions on, on, on buying that? That T-shirt or that jacket, mm. and that has been—I mean, twenty-four-seven, uh, as always. I mean, uh, we are—we are—we are sort of consuming around the clock, uh, and yeah. we also—I um, mean, when it comes to our customers, many of our customers went uh, from shopping in, in, in the stores, the physical stores, to to shop digital, and that mm. for many of our customers that was the first time during the pandemic. So a a very large share of our total sales comes from the stores and and a very small share came from the online business, the the online store. And that has, of course, um, changed a lot during 2020. And now in 2021, we can see that many of our customers, they really enjoy (laughs) uh, visiting the stores again, talking to, to the people in the store uh, the staff and and um, looking and trying out their outfits. Yeah, that's what I think is, is the the major shift.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting that you mentioned the thing about always on, like a couple of years ago, we, we purchased maybe only for the big seasonal happenings, like we changed wardrobe every season or at least updated it. But mm-hmm. now, because there was only when we went to the store or opened the, fashion magazine when we were in that mindset but now it's instagram and it's social media we're always in a Mm -hmm. like shopping spirit which Mm -hmm. is dangerous but also (laughs) an opportunity of course
1: yes i would just like to add to that that the constant on behavior i think is also um moving into to to conscious shopping i mean we buy in a more conscious way yeah Uh, And not like, I mean, going from shopping as as entertaining, uh, as an entertainment is something that I shop when I need it, but I I need it more often perhaps than every season. Um, uh, And also that I I think uh, customers are more sort of conscious in from whom they buy, what the brand and what what it stands for Mm. and, and the sustainability work that all brands are now working on Uh, and also that uh, the outfits that we buy, we want to use them for, for a longer time and not only for one or two occasions. And that I think is a very positive development.
0: Yeah. Um, Being
1: very flexible in the shopping pattern, but when, when, when I buy it, I I want to use it and I want to take care of it and I want Mm. to wash it very sensitively. And, and perhaps pass it on definitely. when when I don't use it anymore to somebody else or or sell it, yeah. or rent rent an outfit if I don't use it for more than one or two times I think yeah. there's also a big consumer shift in i mean in shopping behavior yeah. and um, that is very positive, and that is needed, of course,
0: definitely, if we look what's happening in the world, and I think the younger generations are so aware of this as well like Mm -hmm. fast fashion is probably not the way to go for retail brands that's interesting and yeah that's one thing what else do you think will be critical for retail brands like yourselves like both physical and online to stay competitive now when everyone is competing for the same audience's attention
1: Mm, yes Uh, and that is it is also a very very good question I think it's it's very much about uh, understanding and being curious uh, on on the customer group and and having a dialogue that is ongoing. Uh, I mean, always being interested in asking questions and adjusting to the new shopping needs and shopping Mm. behaviours. And and that is, I mean, the shift is gradually. So so it's important to do that always uh, and to make Small changes, even though it it takes a lot of energy, of course, and to do that. But uh, to be able to offer what is sort of relevant for the customers, not only when it comes to the assortment itself, but also when they shop, how they shop, uh, how many stores. (laughs) That is the one question. How many stores and in in which cities? And what kind of service connected to the online experience? To Mm. make it easy, of course, uh, to... To, to, to buy, to return, to change uh, um, uh, the items that you buy. So yeah. finding, I mean, what's relevant and, and what is uh, um, driving the, the sort of customer satisfaction with, when it comes to easy shopping. So, yeah. of course, inspiring, to, to, to be in, inspiring in front of the customer, of course, but also to offer easy and, and sort of convenient shopping, Making it also very easy to make conscious decisions.
0: That's a great point, and and I think it's interesting what you say about always being there. Like we want brands today to be <clears throat> as our friends. We want them to not only pop in when they need something or you know when they have something to say, but rather mm-hmm. to be there and listen and to have a dialogue mm-hmm. with with the customers. Mm-hmm.
1: And during the pandemic, we we realized that our customers they they want to interact and. And we can help them both in stores, online, of course, by phone, by mail. Mm. So we, 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 we really pushed sort of the development further when it comes to how, how to communicate, how to interact, how to help, what is good service, to, to always question uh, those things. I think yeah. are, are really crucial to be able to, to offer something genuine and something that is re- relevant.
0: That's a great point. Mm. And yeah, we touched upon it earlier, but as you said, you see that, you, or you saw this change in that more people were buying online the last year. Mm-hmm. And that's one changed consumer behavior. But are there any other ways that you and Kappal make sure, like how you adapt your communication and strategies to adapt to these changed behaviors that you see?
1: It's it's very much and it's all about the the dialogue, the ongoing dialogue, uh, and to be open uh, and to be flexible. Mm. Um, And also I mean it's of course about the the offer itself but also about uh, customer interaction. So for example, we we realised that our customers they were very keen on personal shopping. (laughs) But on the on the phone or by mail, uh, right. and we we tried that out, and it was very very successful because that was a need during the pandemic. Yeah, so, instead of in the store, because then. they couldn't go to the store, mm-hmm. <laughs> or it wasn't possible during some of the lockdown situations to to go to the store. So yeah. then we opened opened up for this uh, solution, and it was very sort of it was a very good service for our customers. So being yeah. open minded, and and um, and looking sort of into the future with with very bright eyes, very open mm. uh, and um, there are no sort of old rules that that can't be challenged during tough times and and tough times comes with, with the changes, the rapid changes Definitely. so to to keep on being quick on making decisions very very important and to to also make sure that that we as a company have flexible agreements so we can change also, not only that we want to change, but we are able to change with with contracts, with decisions, with lead times, Mm. uh, and to to really challenge oneself in in, in this process to be able to to meet the customer on their own terms, on their terms in the future, not on our terms, on their terms. That is, I think, very important,
0: no matter what, really. Exactly. No matter what industry or hmm. what product, it's always about the customer in the end. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, recently, a lot has been going on with your company, and I have been following it with great interest, both since you're a customer of ours, but mm-hmm. also since I like your brand very much.
1: Ah, thank you. Um,
0: recently, you marked the start of a major transformational journey with a new logo and a new brand identity. So congratulations on that. And I'm super curious about hearing a bit more about this transformation journey that you are going through and yeah, how you have prepared for this, for this big thing to happen. I guess it's not something that just happens overnight.
1: No, it's not. It has been an ongoing transformation for, for some years now. Uh, it started before the pandemic uh, already. And and it's it's a lot about making sort of Kappal ready for the future. Making it, I mean, we are a company that has been around for some time, and we want to make sure that we can also um, be strong in the future, being relevant to our customers and to to be ready to grow outside. I mean, the Nordic countries, um, new with new country, with new markets, new challenge uh, channels, and also be, with strong brands. So we decided to to sort of um, uh, rework uh, the Kappal brand and, and and the brand strategy for Capal uh, and that was then the result with the, with the logo and that is just the first and and we have also uh, we are also launching a visual ID and then it, then we will also work on the communication concept of course so mm-hmm. there will be a lot of changes going forward. And uh, next to that, we also decided on giving our sub-brands some, some extra, I mean, giving them possibilities to grow on their own outside the, the Kappal destination. So today we have Capal, of course, as the mother brand. And then we have Newbie, I guess you, you know about it. Yeah. Mineries we launched earlier this year. And then we have Excellent for, for, for uh, larger sizes. And then also K-Day, the loungewear. Right. Uh, so we have okay. five brands that we are working on. Wow. Uh, and all of these brands are, of course, in the Capital destination. But we also want to make sure that the other brands, uh, ex- I mean, outside Capital, can, oh. can grow internationally um, outside Capital.
0: Right, so yeah, that's weird. quite a
1: challenge, of course. That is quite a uh, challenge. Keep yeah. them together, but still apart. Exactly. So, but back to Kappal then and the logo and, and the work with that, the transformation. Uh, we, we have worked a lot on finding uh, the soul of Kappal. Uh, so we have reworked the, the, the high purpose, uh, the, the, the customer promise, and the whole brand strategy for the Kappal brand. And that we have done for, we have worked with that for more than two, uh, two years uh, in a very large group, in a big group, uh, yeah. like 40, sometimes 50 people. Wow. So That's we have invited and engaged a lot of people internally to make this possible. And, um, and, and the new log is then the first sort of sign, the first step, yeah. uh, communicating the new brand strategy. So it's, I mean, this is so exciting.
0: I can just imagine mm. for yourself but I mm. think it's exciting too to see mm. what's what's going to happen in the coming months and coming years
1: as well. Yeah. So that will be I mean you will see it in our campaigns on our site in our stores in the way we communicate etc. so it mm. will be visible in in a short time. We will notice.
0: Mm. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for visiting the podcast and for sharing so many inspiring examples and insights from your for your work at CAFAL and from your transformation journey.
1: Thank you, Sana. It was a pleasure talking to you.